welcome to the deep dive, the live dive. How are you, Mr. Smith? Good treat, mate. Great to have the footy back, even if there was a handful of busted-ass games for round two. It was a bit of a mixed bag. Um, we're back for the review. There'll also be a preview episode that drops this week as well. Um, if you're watching the video, you get to see the whole thing. But in terms of this round, uh, yeah. Well, we saw it. It was there. It was around, just. Um, there were some really good games, which obviously we're going to get into, but it, it is very hard not to talk about the, the horrible games, but... Yeah, and, and the fact that the AFL are uh, constantly just reactionary when it comes to the rules of the game. Oh, we'll get into that. Yeah, we'll get into that in a little bit. But um, yeah, I tweeted the- it out this week. You know, you know the AFL's back when the rules are changing mid-season. So that's that's a definite tick. Yep. Yep, well, absolutely. Back. And they definitely want to make it touch footy. Yeah. Anyway. anyway. Um, um, massive thanks to Hops to Home, hopstohome.com.au. They are a craft beer delivery service delivering fresh craft beer across Australia. Uh, they collect craft beer from different breweries all across the country, uh, put them into packs and send them out to your door. Absolutely. Yeah. And you can get a 10-pack or a 20-pack. Bruce loves it. $25 off your first, first pack, pack if you use AFL Deep, Deep Dive as a promo code, Deep Dive. Deep Dive. And, yeah, I mean, certain brand goes on about being brewery fresh. Well, yeah, we're no. not sure about that. Uh, and the, the pubs aren't open yet anyway, so you might as well get the cans straight to the door. Yeah, no contact. No. And also, big thanks to um, Ed at Beyond the Game for doing the video and making us look and sound better than probably we would at home. There was absolutely zero, <laughs> zero doubt of that in any respect. Um, let's. So we're going to go through the nine games. Obviously, with some games, we're not going to go into them too heavily. Um, you know, backing over what I said at the start of the year, which feels like ten thousand years ago, we, we were going to, you know, essentially cover um, as much as we can. But you know, we're not. We're definitely not going to. Things change, so we're going to be a bit flexible with everything. Well, I think ultimately, like, we'll try and cover your team as best as you can. If, if, as it gets through the year, if it gets worse and worse, I'm sorry. We're not going to live through pain. We already have enough, but yeah, we'll do it as best we can. Yeah, sometimes it's just pain. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Just, yeah, sometimes it's just too painful to continually talk about a rubbish team. I guess we pride ourselves, I guess, essentially on, you know, covering all the teams, but. You know, a few people are like, why aren't you still covering Sakilda? It's like they lost 80 games in a row. I don't know if I can keep going. There's but, only so much we want to bag a team if they continue to lose. Like, well, I'm sure we'll talk about Carlton in that mould again. Like, when you do notice when you're trying to do this as well, like, you can't keep backing over the same points over and over no. again. Eventually, it just gets ridiculous. Yeah, if the deficiency so, is exactly the same week in, week out, it's just a repetitive conversation. It's not worth... You no. might as well talk about and the there good are things, things that are potentially about. happening. Exactly. Yeah. We try and lean towards the positives. So, leaning away from the positives... <laughs> just to begin with. Just to begin with, on the uh, Thursday night... was the best night, start to the Toronto, was it? Well, it had, Let's it, be honest. So, more people watched this game than watched the entire NRL on free-to-wear across the entire country. So, it had, it had mind-blowing ratings, right? <laughs> so, in Melbourne, it got like 700,000 which was more than Channel 9 did across the whole country with the NRL. Yeah, right. So with, with that one game, obviously, but still. Mm, it, yeah. But still. But yeah, they, they blared them in, in just in one city, let alone nationally, right? So they did huge numbers and it was like genuinely one of the worst games I've ever seen. I don't think that's hyperbolic. It was two very defensive teams, which is, you know, admirable, but watching the aesthetics were awful. No, definitely if you are a supporter of either side, um, very disappointing from either perspective. You're obviously pulling your hair out at the start. If you're a Richmond supporter and if you're a Collingwood, you're like, I thought we got over the Collie Wobbles. Why is this happening again? Um, From a neutral supporter, it wasn't aesthetically pleasing, but... Always nice to see some physical football between two teams that are um, probably still going to be thereabouts come the end of the year, regardless of that game. And this is probably the only season well, a draw is a win. Well, of it'll the, be just the way it's panning out. I guess in terms of the draw, yeah. I mean, it's going to be fascinating to see how that plays out in terms of points overall at the end of the season. That's obviously anybody's guess at this stage, but. They both did look pretty bad. I know what you're saying. That like, oh, absolutely. Skill yeah. errors. They they all looked a bit off, especially their um, key players. Key players. I mean, take take probably for mine for mine, uh, Pendlebury um, from Collingwood out. I thought yeah. he was he was fairly serviceable. Um, There's a few players, and, and just I mean, he looked like 
he normally Adams does. He's good. got lots of yeah. lots of time with ball. He got thirty odd possessions in the side bottom was good. So, yeah. and the, but it was all patchy. I don't think there was too many four quarter players aside no. from Pendlebury. Um, Dustin Martin looked like he was. He couldn't um, hit a target. Yeah, didn't look like he was playing football until the last quarter. Um, Cotchen Jack couldn't kick the distance. Good. No, got used. And I said this to a few people, including yourself. Mm. Um, he's probably just got muscle memory uh, for the last three months of playing kick to kick with uh, in himself a tiny, in tiny room. Yeah, in a tiny room. So he got through his normal r- routine of setting up for goal. But um, for the last three months, he's just been kicking at 30, 40 meters. Uh, Forty-five was just a little too far. So yeah. I think that it was a hard uh, watch. It'll be very hard to. It was a very hard watch. And uh, they not, started very poorly. Richmond. I kind oh, of looked up. Came out, jumped. Played far and away better. Yeah, Richmond looked and like they rolled away. out of bed. Yeah. Um, Collingwood looked like they'd done a warm-up run before before the event. Before bed. Um, but they were tired by the last quarter, so Richmond finally got up. It was a, a tale of uh, two cities as far as that went. But well, there yeah. was a ridiculous goal decision as well, of course, with Higgins. Yeah, it's always, always Higgins. Higgins against, yeah. against Collingwood too, ironically. Um, oh, look, I, I don't know. It, there's, you know yeah, Buckley, the umpires were rusty as well. So we're, Well, Buckley said after the game that you, you feel dumber after having watched that game, so... To quote uh, Billy Madison, there. So I pretty much it kind of that's how essentially how it felt. It was a it was a rough game to watch. I mean, yeah, Lynch as well. I mean, he he was good. Uh, probably needed a couple more free kicks potentially at times, but then there was a couple he was given, so probably all worked out in yeah. the wash. I don't know. It was just there's nothing to take out of this game. I hope After it all just starts fresh. Yeah, I was gonna say it didn't live up to the build up and, no. and everything around uh, round two starting again, unfortunately, and. Um, following on from that, the the game on Friday night didn't didn't bode much better. Well, Buckley and Hardwick said in their lifts on going down to the press rooms, they said um, apparently they ran into each other briefly, they and they said, "Oh, you know, that's not one we're going to be able to review, really, is it? Because there's there's nothing, nothing you can look into do. in that game. Like, obviously, we know they're both good defensive teams. They both played hardcore defence the entire time. Um, yeah, it, it was." Aesthetically very poor, but anyway, we, everyone's banged on about that five six to five six. So really, uh, yeah, lowest scoring game in seventy odd years or something, something like that, or yeah. something horrible. So but it's it's a game. shame, I guess. Like I guess why everyone keeps talking about it is it is a real shame that there were so many eyeballs on the game, and it turned out to be the worst game of the round. And a lot it's of a, people it's a shame on, that yeah. yeah, and I mean I, I don't agree with the comments of uh, this this uh, potential grand final preview we're around two let's be honest um i don't think that helped the cause much either everyone no. was expecting that these two teams are going to be potentially there at the end of the year and look, i'm not saying that they won't be but no. it's a bit uh a bit hyperbolic to uh suggest that it's a preview when we're talking around two it was yeah it was not good no not good, not good. um <laughs> uh, moving straight respect. into saturday we're just going to skip over friday night because it was even worse game no of i thought that well you you thought that because of you back for but but i well, I guess you're right. There's nothing we can more say about Collingwood and Richmond. Hopefully they can restart again next week. Um, but yeah, Hawthorne, Geelong. So Hawthorne lost to Geelong significantly, 108 to 47. It was um, better from a, a visual perspective, taking my own bias out of the way. Yeah, because the there, there was, was, there was, was goals. Yeah. At least the first half was good. There wasn't any half that was yeah. good in the first game. And there was run and carry, and, and the skills were definitely up. They were uh, hitting better, targets. Aesthetically, it was better yeah, to absolutely. watch. The ball moved faster, it went through the corridor more. There was less stoppages. The game was longer too. That's the other thing. That that game was like ninety three minutes. The first game, so that was extremely short. Was short, yeah. Um, but yeah, the second game was yeah. It was and it felt short that first game too. Um, the second one, and we, we can talk a bit about the quarters. If you have any questions, definitely flick it through. But we've kind of backed over the, the, the quarters. It is what it is. They're not yeah. going to change the length of it. Well, they've no, said they won't. The, not this year. They said they, won't, well, they said they won't for the home and away. They didn't. They left the door open slightly for finals. But I, I don't. I don't know. I don't know whether that's going to happen. Yeah, it feels be, like they'll keep it for this yeah, year. Yeah, it would be hard because oh, the players will just be getting used to it come finals. So why change it? Let, just let it be for the year. Probably I mean, there's already no. been enough changes this year. They don't need any more. Yeah, well, we'll get into the changes in a second. But yeah. for the first um, game, I, I thought it was a better game because at least it was it moved. There was you know we we watched it together. At least it moved. There were there were you know at least side plots to it. The first game had nothing to take away from it other than yeah, it was true. awful. Like it was not really anything else to take. And out both of teams it. know how to tackle. That was, yeah. all, that was basically only the only thing I got out of the of the first game was that, that both teams knew how to tackle. Well, they're defensively very good teams. Yeah. Um, um, we'll, we'll break it down. So we, we generally start with the winners. Um, Geelong, how, how did you see their performance? I, I was pretty impressed, generally speaking. Yeah, very impressed. I knew it was always it was always going to be hard, regardless of who they came up against Geelong 
this round. Um, it's a hard enough game to play uh, on a on a pitch um, like the Cattery. Yeah. But if you haven't been there for whatever it was, it was like 14 years or 13 years like Hawthorne. It was 2006 last time they played. So it was only one person in the team or that actually played on the ground. Maybe two, I think. Um, Burgoyne, because he's been around for 40 years and played at Port Adelaide. And um, the general uh, with GWS. I yeah. think they're the only two current Hawthorne players that actually played a, a game of football on that ground. Um, but Geelong, yet yeah, the winners. Look, they, they, I guess both teams came out with the same type of um, gusto and all that type of stuff. Geelong settled much quicker. Hawthorne mm. generally always play a better second half of a quarter, yeah. um, especially in the opening quarter. Uh, but then Geelong really hit their straps halfway through that second quarter. Um, they looked more polished. Yeah. They looked like a team that uh, had a lot uh, to, to make up for after finishing as minor premiers last year, but not going as deep as they would have hoped um, and knowing that they've got such an advantage of the amount of home games they're going to play down there. Um, oh. This is huge for them. I mean, a 10-goal win in the, at the end of the day, there's not, you can't Same fault them really. Um, and they didn't rely on Hawkins no. or one person well, to kick goals. Not, hardly any tools. It was all smalls. All smalls. And that was the right decision in those conditions, yeah. I thought. And they just, I mean, they've got one of the old, as far as the number of players over 30, I think they're, them, Hawthorne and Carlton have got like seven, mm. uh, which is the most in the AFL. But they all look polished, ready to go. Selwood looks strong. Danger, he's got one fault, uh, which you and I both agree make him um, just that next rung down from of the elites. He can't kick set shot goals, uh, which again, it was it's on very display. Mixed match, yeah, yeah, which is on display again. If he can fix that up, he, he'll arguably be the best player in the comp. And yeah. Abbott looked fantastic. He looked surprised actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. For someone who hasn't played for that ball. Well, and and Man Stanley was really good as well. I, yeah, I Man Stanley was good. I think that was a good decision to bring yeah, him yeah. in. Yeah, yeah. It worked. Um, Dalhouse, I thought, played a good game. Um, a lot of those smalls looked good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I was impressed. The back line, the it looks really well. It's good. They probably, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. Didn't have a lot to deal with, I guess. No, that's the other thing. And I don't know how, like, somebody like, I was surprised Taylor went on again for another year. I don't know how that's going to look later in the year, but right now he probably looks really fresh. That break was probably really good for him. Yeah. But at the same time, I mean, who knows how it's going to go for the next little bit. Yeah, they put it this way. It might work halfway through, but he might need to rest him through a few games, which yeah. is hard this year because every game matters so much. So, no Tim Kelly didn't look like they missed him. Not at this stage, but it's definitely going to highlight a bit. But anyway, oh, so funny how he leaves Geelong and then loses to the Gold Coast with West Coast. Yeah. Who, who would have possibly who put that thought, together? Uh, we'll get to that in a we'll minute. We'll get that in a minute. But yeah, look. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Hawthorne? What, like, I mean... You know, McAvoy back, that felt yeah, wrong. I think they went in too tall. Yeah. It didn't work for them. They thought, And I can understand why Clarko probably thought that would be to his advantage. Yeah. The ball movement just wasn't there, obviously. Uh, missing O'Meara in the middle meant that they got smashed at the clearances um, and hardball um, found out this week that Tom um, Mitchell, um, he's still got a little bit of a shoulder complaint, so he's obviously uh, not going as hard as you'd probably expect. Um, yeah. And then the rest are fairly fairly young in the midfield. Uh, I thought um, some of the older, more experienced players like Henderson and Smith were serviceable throughout the game. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't – I didn't like McAvoy being in the back half for as long as he did. I know – Clarko was sort of um, pushed into that. He had Segler and O'Brien and um, and a fairly tall team overall. But I th- it felt like the wrong. Decision. I think I think he's got to be more flexible with that concept uh, going forward. I know with Segler, you want to get him as much in the ruck as possible to keep him at the team. But look, if the game's going to be like this. One ruck might just do it, and then they have one tall at either end that can pitch hit. It's not much of breaking news in this respect, but for people like it, it was, you know, AFL media is very reactionary. I I thought it was a bit strange how like everyone you know pl- applauded their performance in round one, which I know was a fair while ago now, but mm. everyone was so happy with that Brisbane win 
But then now after this loss, it's oh, it's dire and it's a yeah. disgrace. And is is he you know has he overdone this and go back to the draft? I want footy classified already. Go to the draft and like they, you know they really just recruit. I know I know I get that argument, but they've just started doing you know what they're trying to do in this season. I'm not quite sure we're calling for that just yet. But. No, definitely not. And to be honest, you have a look at the the breakdown of uh, average age on all the lists. It, it's barely a whole year or a year and a half between the oldest and the youngest list. So Burgoyne, Puopolo and Henderson or, or Froy. Let's yeah. just say three out of those four retire. That's a fair... It drops it quite a that, bit. I mean, yeah. Burgoyne's 36. 100 years old. Yeah, so, I mean, just taking him out would bring the average age Go of down. the list down mm. significantly. So, um, to put that in context, as I said, Carlton have got seven players on their list over the age of 30, yeah. and they've got the third youngest list in the AFL. So, it doesn't take a lot when you've got a number of players over, especially over 31 or 32, mm. um, to bring that down. And, yeah, they look, they went to the draft last year, got three young players. Um, who knows? Might not have a choice this year. They might finish that low. Yeah, and that's... Look, I get that's, the signs at this stage aren't great, but at the same time, oh, I'm not sure whether we need to blow the whistle right now and too, hold yeah. up the white flag. It's been one game. Well, their one we're game two, was really good and the second one game one. not good. So yeah. they're one and one. One and on one against... So <laughs> they're not team, even in the losing column yet. A team that played... Both teams that played <laughs> we're finals. We're already running them off. Two, two teams that played finals last year. Let's remember that. One that finished... Um, and I know it was down in the category, but it doesn't make that much of a difference. Ten goals was Geelong a are a better side. That's the thing. Yeah. I tip oh. Geelong. I think Geelong are a better side than Hawthorne. They are. I just uh, think right now... So they should be. I mean, minor premiers last year yeah. up against a team that didn't play finals. They were Well, they were 25 points up or something in and around there over the premier at yeah. halftime in at the half prelim finals. So, so, yeah. Look, the disappointing thing from... Um, AFL or like a spectator perspective, unless you really, really don't like Hawthorne, is the end margin of 10 goals. Like it's just unacceptable in AFL circles to lose by that margin, regardless of the team. You can sort of handle a five goal loss and be disappointed, but you got something to work with. But losing by 10 goals, that that means that a lot of the team has switched off and haven't put in enough effort. Yeah. So, yeah, not ideal. It's but not good. It's no. not good. Not but good. no. But at this stage, I think we need a bit more of a sample size. Um, but I, I do agree that essentially, yeah, I, I do. It is. It, look, I can see the the concerns, but I'm not quite sure we need to raise them straight away. No. The amount of times Clarko's flipped it around, I'm not. I'm just not going to do that yet. No, I'm not. It's round two. No, exactly. <laughs> it's round um, two. But yeah, I think he probably went in with the side that I probably wouldn't have. But I'm not. You know, it's hard. It's obviously in hindsight so easy to say that. But it did feel funny that he was going so tall, particularly when the cats were clearly going to go the other way. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. They've got such a dense side; they're able to do it. Exactly. Yeah. You know, Hawkins. Hawkins had no impact on the game, and they still won significantly. So. When you're scoring 100 points in a shorter game with no Hawkins, I think that's, yeah, that's clearly... Yeah. Pretty good signs if you're a Cats fan. Um, next game, Brisbane versus Frio, so 81-69. to 69. I thought this was probably game of the round or definitely one of the absolute better really games of the round. Really good game. I only saw highlights. Um, worked all weekend, so I only saw the night games uh, and listened to updates as, as I could through the weekend. But... Um, really because we didn't, we, we obviously we didn't do an episode to, to preview this round because we didn't know teams and all that type of stuff. Yeah. I, in the back of my mind, thought this would be a bit of a bit of a good game. A having seen what both teams produced in round one, um, I think Brisbane, while at this stage the finals thereabouts, I don't think they're going to have the same impact that they did last year. I think uh, they'll come back to the um, pack a little bit and I think um, with the new coach and just a reinvigoration of the playing group at Freo, I think Freo are going to step up again. Yeah. And I think uh, what we saw on the weekend was two teams that are pretty evenly matched. Um, and We'll start with Brisbane. I, I thought Brisbane looked really good, um, super even across the ground. I thought tactically they dealt with a number of Freo's um, different challenges through the match really well. Um, I thought they dealt with the list really well. Obviously, a lot of these players are, are still relatively new as well, and I thought they handled them really well. Um, they're just so balanced across the ground. 
I thought there's been improvement. You know, we, we spoke pre, um, well, I was going to say pre-season, but in between the second pre-season, in between round one and two, yeah. around how impressive it was. All the Brisbane players got back to the club on time. They were super professional. It looks like that's really paid dividends. Culturally, I was very impressed with Brisbane on the day. They yeah. looked fantastic. Um, yeah, very, very impressed. And Frio, look, much better than what I thought. I, I really I thought that, that this would be a competitive game, but I wasn't sure that this would be as close as it was. They could have won this. They were really, really in it up to their ears. They had a lot of chances. They've now got bare minimum two out-and-out superstars in that team, yeah. and I think that's going to help Fife massively having well, Walters. Walters is elite. Yeah. He is elite, and if he can... He's, I mean, obviously, he he picked up and stepped up majorly last year. He he went from a potential A grader, yeah, skill set wise, to a legitimate A A grader, and, and one of those, I guess, like like his um uh, partner in crime for the opposite team, uh, Charlie Cameron. Like, yeah. they're two of the most exciting uh, on ballers, I guess. With Walters, he's got that engine to go through the midfield as well, which I think Charlie Cameron, if he wants to, and if Brisbane want him to, he, he could get there, but um. And then they've got that next run of, of that younger generation uh, to come through that could all lift yeah. this team. And it'd be good for Freo, obviously. Um, we've, we've chopped them out a little bit over the last couple of seasons. Well, they have been, been very they've good. Been, they've, they've been, been horrible. Been yeah. On paper, they've, they've, they've looked good and, and there's been a lot of talk uh, from their coach and, and other people in the AFL well, media. Now, but this, a yeah, better, yeah. Well, that's the thing. He, bring, he brings he a different well, dynamics. He coached well, I thought, on the day. Yeah. Um, and the fact gonna, that they were... No, they don't usually play that well in no. Queensland to, no, no. to come out in their first game and do that. I yeah, to go into the hub and do that. Well, compared to what West Coast did, they, they, I thought Frio, they both lost, but Frio put on, put on a much better effort. Yeah. Um, look, no doubt about um, about Charlie Cameron. The other one I wanted to mention is Harris Andrews. I mean, he, he has now become one of the absolute top defenders in the league. Is he the best defender in the league? He'd he's the most be, versatile, I would prob- say. Probably, yeah. And he looks so good in the air. I mean, he, he is, yeah, he's one I had to highlight. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'd love, you know, obviously to go further and further. We'll talk about Brisbane through the year, but that's something I, I, I we have to speak about. I mean, we we've been fans of him for a while um, and been super impressed with him, but he looked he looked incredible. Yep. Yeah. Again, like just picked up where he's left off yeah. from last year. Yeah. He, but, he looks fantastic. Like, look, it it was a game that if you didn't see it, it was a game that had really good displays of defense, but it had really good displays of offense. It had that balance, and that's what I like about football. I don't mind if it gets defensive. Through periods, I really don't care, but it can't be like that the entire game. I no. personally, it's just not good aesthetically to watch unless you're really embedded in the team. Um, but this, you know, went end to end, and you know, eighty-one to sixty-nine is it's still decent scoring. It's pretty relatively close. Uh, as I said, Freya missed a bunch of chances. Um, you know, imagine when they get Jesse Hogan right. If they if they can get him right in that team, geez, it just gives them another option. Um, to, you know, yeah, given that they've, they've got some injuries goal. up forward now as well, so yeah. it, it becomes an option um, to goal. So, but yeah, look, I thought Brayshaw was really good as well for Freo. Um, yeah, it was look impressed across across the line. They, they're definitely a few pieces short. Five started off really slow, but then he probably became almost best in ground. Yeah. Um, but yeah, generally speaking, it was a, it was a very impressive performance, and I, yeah, would love to go further, but we've got to get through all the games. Yep. Yeah, um, Carlton Melbourne in in an awful game, in a very Carlton Melbourne kind of game. Very, was, atypical, very typical of both sides. A, like, if you wrote, you couldn't. Like, you know how people say, "Well, you couldn't, you couldn't write the script for this." Well, yeah, absolutely, you could have written this. You could have written this four times over. Yeah. Very easily. Melbourne get a nice Blind. lead. Go to bed. It's it's yeah. So fifty three to fifty four. Nobody wanted to win this game. Um, Carlton conceded a heap of goals right at the start. Uh, Petrarca dominated. It's like they want that first Everything. draft pick again. Like I don't they, know. They haven't it had did. enough either team for the but last But the, the rest of the so. quarters, they were fine. Which is the first quarter, they were like, no, nah, no, nah, we'll just do what we did. We've had two months, two and a half months to learn post the Richmond game where they got jumped. And they thought, no, no, no. And then they just did it all again. So it was, it was appalling. Um, but we'll start, let's go through Melbourne. I mean, they are so lucky to win this game because they were awful... In the second half, but particularly the last quarter, they really no. As I said, nobody. They should. It should really have been a draw, and it nearly was. Obviously, it was one of those games. games. As we spoke about on Thursday night, no one deserved to win that, and exactly like this one, no one deserved to win this damn game. Yeah. So Melbourne very lucky. I mean, they would have been if Melbourne had lost this game, regardless of how far in front they got early on. Um, they would have been torn a new one by every media outlet out there. Yeah. Um, there's been so much talk about this club and what it did two seasons ago, and the list is 
really only got stronger on paper and they continue to defy logic and really probably piss off their supporters. Yeah. Oh, look, I, I mean, you could spend hours or you could spend one second on this game. I, I don't know. I just found, look, Melbourne, like, I mean, we're going to the What do you get out? What do you get? What did what you get this, out? Of, what did, did you get much more out of this game than no, Thursday night? No, not really. Because it was, it was the that, same what we knew. The two really. teams that showed exactly what they showed last year. Yeah. Uh, Carlton are oh, still growing. Carlton. I mean, how long are they still growing for? No, well, I... I, I mean, do we... Do we keep that? How are they going to keep Cripps after season 21 when his contract ends? How are they going to keep him if this keeps going on? Oh, look, I'm sure, they're going, to, I'm sure they're going to speak to someone at Fremantle when Fremantle were able to sign Fife again. But at There's, least when they re-signed. Oh, that was not long after the flag, though, when they re-signed him. But I know, not the flag, the flag. I don't have a flag. Sorry, the grand final appearance. Yeah, true. Um, and they won't have the, but they won't have the money to... Throw in dangling his face. Either. Oh, they'll figure it out somehow. They'll figure it bags somehow. of cash. But I mean, look, we'll still, let's, let's, we're going back and forth. We're going to Melbourne. I think. I mean, we'll talk about the song. So obviously, Max going to shave his hair. I, I don't know. I, I wish he kind of left it as a bit of an fu to the media. That would have been pretty funny. But he shaves his head. He's going back to his normal haircut. Uh, amazingly, he's like six foot a hundred, and at the end, um, they sing the song, and they'd forgotten. They they just sang it. And he wasn't there yet. Clayton Oliver wasn't there yet either, which I haven't heard mentioned in, in the media. So two, so multiple players hadn't made their way down to the rooms yet. They sung the song and then the very inconspicuous 12 foot 10, old mate Gorn comes in and they're like, oh, that's it, right. Oh, we captain, have this enormous old mate, old mate giant and our, and our captain, our new captain, our first win under him. They sung the song without him. Only Melbourne. Yeah, it was so. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't see that. I Melbourne. That. So this, I noticed it at the time. Well, they, they, I was sitting there watching it, they, they, and we were like, "He's not there." I was like, "Gorn is not there." That was because I was watching it on. It was a Fox game, so they, they don't end it up. They wanted to the, pack up and get to Bullet, didn't they? The players I, I don't want to get out of town. They want. I think get he up. was being interviewed by either radio or yeah. it can't have been by Fox because their cameras were on the song. Anyway, well, maybe they were doing an interview for afterwards and then maybe. they... So, uh, hey, mate, you better get Well, they, they, the camera that was is, from the room's camera. It wasn't from, like, a cameraman in there or person a, in there. Anyway. That is crazy. So, that, 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 that seems to me incredible. I also noticed in all the banter and the talking because they showed long pieces of footage of them talking in the rooms. And, I look, I don't want to be, you know, salacious and, you know, I was obviously not about the drama, but I did find it interesting that... Virtually nobody was talking to Viney. I found that quite interesting, given the bits and pieces that you do hear out of the club. I heard, you know, obviously we interviewed Sam Wiedemann, um, who said that, oh, look, you know, they have different leadership styles. But there was a lot of talk that um, Jack Viney had rubbed a few people up the wrong way. So I did think that was interesting. But anyway, purely just as a side note, just watch this space, I reckon. But yeah. aside from that, it was incredible they sung the song without players that had even made their way there. And it's Especially just amazing two, this... in those two players in And particular. those two players, and one of them being like 100,000 foot. So yeah. I, I found that hilarious. But Petrarca, Petrarca fantastic. Yeah, very good. So he's They would have lost. If he plays poorly, that's it. Well, he kicks, he kicks the goal. So yeah. if that doesn't happen, they're not, they're not going to... Yeah, so he's, he's finally... I mean, obviously only, only, only a couple yeah. of games, but he's at least shown signs that he's ready to well, step up into... Are, the elite player that everyone thinks he was going to yeah, be. Yeah, and some people just have to build that AFL body. He yeah. didn't have it when he got there, and we kept yeah, saying, big, just, but wait, he just run. wait. He was like big, but he couldn't run. He couldn't keep up with the, the speed of the game. He looks extremely fit. It looks like he's kept himself in good nick in the break. Yeah. I think, yeah, he's, he's clearly a massive asset to that club. Um, a very, very impressive player, without any doubt. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, look, look, there's, you know, Fritsch I thought was good. Um, look, yeah, everything was was fine, but it's it's going to be a very bland five ten minutes if we go through this game much heavily because there was really not much to discuss. The only thing I thought that, that I took out of note of it was took note out of it was um, Jacob Wiedering was he, like he, he's his numbers so far. I know we've only played the two games, but his numbers so far, and we've been critical of him at times early on, and yeah. I know I know, not heavily because he's a junior and was just getting and started. Key defenders but take sim- a while. Similar, yeah, so similar thing to what we're talking about with Petrarca. He looks elite. Yeah. Uh, he genuinely looks really, really good. Yeah, he he and Harris Andrews are probably the two for me. He looked fantastic. Yeah, he's definitely uh, repaying the faith that Carlton put in because he went pick one or two. Yeah, well, he held Melbourne forwards and, and he did a really good job in round one as well. Yeah. So, yeah, look, 
Very, very impl- impressive. Yeah, I know they lost to West Coast, but not West Coast. No, that was the D's. Either way, Carlton. Oh, Carlton. Well, he held um, Rewalt pretty poorly Pre- in um, yeah around one million years ago. Yeah, yeah. So, so no, no, he's yeah, he, he again, yeah, he's showing signs and yeah, and, yeah. and whatnot. Um, yeah, we 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 were very critical of him early last year, but we thought he would have built on the other season, and he just didn't. He just looked like he was, he was caught easy, out. And he, I think he's easy, helped, yeah. easily moved by um, forwards and stuff like that. As well, yeah. yeah. So no, that's um, yeah, good news. But Carlton's still basket case. It's it's concerning without a doubt. But we're gonna again move yeah, away move from away. that because this game was awful. Another awful game. Let's get into the derby. Um, so 110 to 35, the biggest margin ever in a derby. Um, Port- you straight down. Adelaide won by a million miles. I, look, we both tip. You tip. I'm assuming you surely you tip Port. Oh yeah. Yeah. So we both tip Port. But I thought it was going to be. A I thought it was going to be closer little than this. closer than this. Yeah. I um I couldn't watch it after three quarter. I, I I pushed through to three quarter time and then I I, I couldn't well, watch the last quarter. There was no point. I'm like, I mainly switched over because the Gold Coast West Coast game looked really interesting. Yeah. That was the only, otherwise I probably would have stuck it out. But yeah, it was a. I went back and watched the end. It's S- horrible. Sloan must be scratching his head wondering why he signed a. a a contract extension. Um, he was trying his best to uh, lift his team and then had absolutely zero support. Um, and then he did his hammy or his it's, knee or something. So, yeah, it's the Bermuda Triangle of, of um, football teams really over the last few years because I really can't quite understand how it's gotten this bad. I, don't like, I, I get that, you know, they are the camp and all this stuff and we're really not going to get into that. But I know they had all these other bits and pieces that have happened over the last three years. But it, the fall has been absurd. Like yeah. they might, they might finish bottom of the ladder. I, 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 I did. We're read doing our someone... preview in a minute. I am going to tip the Gold Coast. I'm going to do a U, and I'm going to. Tip, oh, I've already tipped. I'm going to tip the Coast <laughs> because I, I, I honestly feel that they should be able to beat Adelaide. Yep. Um, <laughs> look, look. I someone. I can't remember. It was it might have been Mick Malthouse or someone like that elk on in the newspapers. Oh, no. They Are you actually say something racist. No, no, no. Oh. They tipped. They have tips Adelaide to win the wooden spoon this year. Who Malthouse? No, it may have been Malthouse or someone. It was an older. Well, you said coach. Koshy was was would love the white Australia policy or something outrageous. Yeah, I don't he, know. He just hates was, people from Adelaide. It was someone in that. It was someone in that ilk in the newspaper that writes. Old salacious, weird, wonderful. Says but I, I did notice he's uh, at this person. I can't, I'm just saying Mick Malthouse because it could have been. It might have been a Mick Malthouse type. We'll yeah, say. yeah. So it could have been Lee Matthews or you know, oh, or one of those. Don't throw him in that basket. No, it could have been him. No, they just. They, all I'm saying is. <laughs> I know. I know. Before round Some two old started white again, man said that they said Adelaide to win the wooden spoon, and they're probably <laughs> going to get that tip right. <laughs> it was probably Kane Corns. He's not old enough. He hates nah. Adelaide. Every, well, not a surprise. Both the coins, but. Anyway, Port Adelaide. Let's do the good thing. They were they were really good. Um, I mean, what I mean, we we both we've said for some time that Port three best youngsters. Yes, probably. (laughs) Yeah, well, Rosie's. We've we we went on about him constantly last year. Joke. Dersma, excellent too. Butters, Butters is. I meant Butters. He's he's the third wheel, and he's probably a little bit off those two, but he's he's very good. Going to be a very good player. They don't have a heap of weaknesses, and we we've we've said this. So I, it's yeah, they're super exciting. Um, and they've well, got we, I had Wines I've, and um, to come back, come back, and, and there was someone else. That well, we had like. we had Port basically around. We reckon they're going to be finishing around in a normal season when we did our preseason ladders. We had them hundred years ago. We had them fifth. Each. Yeah. So we had Port Adelaide fifth. So we had them pretty high up. Um, so I'm not not surprised. But yeah, the, the kids are, are probably the most exciting about watching Port. Yeah, and they're fast. They're very fast. They play a good game style, uh, high offensive, uh, you know, good scoring. 17-18, they were accurate as well. Yeah. Um, I know that old mate Charlie, big Charlie, didn't really add much to it, but it was similar to Hawkins. wasn't really the night for it. Dewey, as they kept saying, yeah. more, more Jew. I guess so. The made thing, an appearance, the old Jew. The thing that Charlie Dixon uh, d- d- does all the time and, and did again on the weekend that Hawkins probably didn't do as prevalently was... He got to the contest and either took a mark further up or at least brought the ball to ground, uh, which allowed all these smaller, younger, um, faster Port Adelaide um, midfielders and, and forwards to crumb and make opportunities. So, uh, and same as Westhoff. Westhoff was exactly the same. And that, that's what those, I guess that might be the model that 
um, Port Adelaide going with this year. Those, in particular, those two bigger, more seasoned players, just make a contest. Don't care if you kick goals. Just make sure you're drawing a key defender out so that these elite small guys, not too dissimilar to Richmond, but obviously Richmond have got Jack and Lynch that are very good at kicking set shot goals when they can make the distance. Yeah, um, Port Adelaide might just think, I'll do something similar, but we don't expect you to to kick goals. Just get the young guys and the smaller guys to do, do the work afterwards. Yeah. Yeah, look, very, very impressive they look side. Good. Yeah. Um, Adelaide, yeah, just look completely bereft of confidence. Crouch's um, definitely not happy that he's still there. No, I... I yeah, I think in the end he probably needed to try and take that Gold Coast deal, and that probably will happen now, I reckon. Um, oh, he won't be at Adelaide next year. No, nah, you'd think there'll be another exodus. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I, look, I, I don't know what to say. It's it's That hasn't already been said. Um, yeah, structurally they look really poor. Um, yeah, just completely lacking in confidence and, 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 and a plan. Um, it has doesn't... not started well for the new coach at all, but no. I know we're, we're only in round yeah, two. He, Obviously, he, we if don't he had wanna... hair, he'd pull it out. Yeah. But where we're at now, Stevie Nicks, no good. No, definitely not. Anyway. Um, now, much better. Gold Coast, West Coast, 90 to 46. West Coast, half asleep, lethargic, bad structure all over the show, got went, jumped by the coast. Went, How good was that? We're playing the Suns walk in the park. Do you think they... I, I think a bit of that, definitely. I think they thought this wouldn't be too hard and they rocked up there and it was... And they people have got they to were re- very impressive. And people have got to remember... The Suns are good at the start of the year. Yeah, that's true. They do. They win the are start very of the year. good at the start of the yeah, year, yeah. and now they've got a some young superstars. A clock's wrong sometimes. And they've added some classy uh, senior players from other clubs over the off season. I think they've got the mix right. Yeah. Um, to start afresh. Before we get on, Stewie, to... Stewie Jew looks like he's uh, dropped a couple. He of looks cakes. happy. Yeah. Well, I've been to Hungry Jacks once this week. <laughs> um, we'll get into obviously Raoul in a minute, but uh, overall, we'll do the Gold Coast. I guess what what, what were the other takeaways of the Gold Coast for you? What what was really impressive? Uh, I liked the the balance that they've got across the lines now. I think that's yeah. uh, been lacking for some time. There might be one good player in the four line, maybe two in the midfield, yeah. and and one good defender. But now they've at least got two or yeah, two to three good or very good players in each of the lines um, and then those other players that are, are, are support roles. And, and effectively, that's what you need in modern football. You need players that do their part for the team. Um, and I guess having an Alice from Richmond is a good example because he's going to bring that type of experience. That's what Richmond had. They didn't yeah. have elite everywhere. No. They had this the right balance of elite, good, and then support players. And those support players will just... You yeah. just you tell them this is your role. Go and do it, and that's what they do. They don't they don't yeah, have yeah. egos. They don't do any of that type of stuff. Um, well, King was really impressive as yeah. well. They're, they're just, a good side. They're, they're mature age players look better as well. Yeah, all that type of stuff. And I mean, I th- slowly but surely, there's a culture. You can feel that there's a good culture Shift. being built in the background with um, obviously Mark Evans with his experience right across um, the board, Hawthorne at AFL, and now up there. Stuart Jew, Port Adelaide, Hawthorne, hmm. Sydney, all that type of stuff. They know what it means to, to build from the back and then get the players to do what needs to happen on the ground. It's funny, and we won't go to Jeff Kenner, but it's funny how like there's been all this criticism recently about the, the, the lower-ranked clubs and the cheaper clubs. And, and we're well, not cheaper, but like the clubs don't have that much money. It's funny how all the power clubs, most of them, lost this hmm. weekend. Just weekend gone. Oh. So West Coast obviously being another one of them. Yes. Um, and, and some of the little guys did well. I mean, Jeff, just on that side note, Jeff's going to say whatever he wants because he's out this year. After this year gone. Do you reckon he will? I reckon he's, he, gonna, he's I, He said, I, he's, he, no, said, yeah, he, said he said he wouldn't come back too. Yes, yeah, true. Yeah, and he did. Yeah. And Dingley's <laughs> not going ahead for a while, so... No, I think Dingley's gone in the bin. Yeah, so maybe we'll have, maybe have to, maybe have to stay for a bit longer. <laughs> Shut up. Um, uh, but yeah, West Coast, um, complacent? Yeah, very complacent. I think won't see a performance like this again for the year. Well, they've been able to train... <laughs> or You'd hope not. I mean, they've been able to train in the West for a while now. I mean, I know they've said they haven't been, but they probably have been. I don't know... <laughs> I think, you know, they're not meant to by yeah. the AFL rules, but come on. You bet, really? every, you bet everything's allowed to happen in the Wild West, doesn't it? 
get away with murder over there some days. Um, we get away with lots of drugs. It's true. Yeah. And obviously the conditions aren't super different as far as temperature goes. Perth to Brisbane might be a little bit more humidity, but... They you reckon were there. the humidity had a factor? No, no. It's, it's a, I'm, I'm a not slippery doing a job. A slippery Jew, yeah. Um, <laughs> but they were there long enough anyway to get used to it. And the fact that we saw Fremantle come up against arguably a more talented team in Brisbane be competitive, we were talking about a team that won a flag a couple of years ago and ultimately, again, have got better on paper because they They've had a superstar. I'm not sure how they're paying for everything. but No, but, yeah. don't know either. Uh, yeah, look, complacency thought they probably had this... Game in the bag at playing at eighty percent, but it just goes to show you cannot be off. At they were any close time. at half time. They were close through periods. They had plenty of chances, and, and they and just throw it. They they really yeah. kind of threw it away. But, a bit. And they I was didn't, say didn't that, have the intent. It was just and they did get in front. And to the um, respect of the Suns, so normally the Suns would have just gone. Oh well, we led for a little oh, bit. Well. Put in a good effort. Yeah, hang on, Jacks bed, afterwards. Nah, <laughs> Jacks afterwards. <laughs> yeah, and they they crawled back and got in front and essentially stayed in front from. Uh, was it halfway through or something in and around the there, second yeah. quarter and, and until Look, the end? And, the, yeah. the key is I'm not like oh Gold Coast finals, you know Gold Coast flag, but I I think you know let's <laughs> biggest turnaround in sporty history. history. Yeah, that would that would be incredible. It would be but incredible. Let's say definitely let's get, let's definitely get, get the China game back on on the park for next year, wouldn't it? But let's see them get past. You know how they win game one through five, they go four and one, and then they lose every game from there. Let's. Five. Goals oh, and thousands miles, of goals. Yeah. yeah. So they, they this was the first win in Baby nineteen steps. games in a row. Yeah. So I think let's let nineteen losses in a row. Let's yeah. Let's not forget they lost round one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so let's. I know everybody's excited. It's arrived, but let's calm down. But that's it. it let, let's see them at least get. You know, eight, eight wins. wins. Ten wins. That would be fantastic. If they win ten, ten would games, be amazing. So they get more than half. If they get over the fifty percent win this yeah. year, huge win. But uh, baby steps. Let's seven or eight. I think that's a pass mark. Is Matt Rowell the new Michael Jordan? Let's get into that. Is he? Is he MJ? How many Last Dance documentaries will they make about? Oh, they've him? already started. Started the first dance. How every journalist is like, how can we possibly relate this to Michael Jordan? Oh, aren't they going? Aren't they just frothing over? I mean, he. I mean, the thing sad. is, and it was interesting. I was sort of thinking about about it on the way. Um, obviously, uh, the under eighteen competition is every year becomes more and more elite in the way they prepare and train um, for the rigors at AFL. Yeah. What effect will this have on, on their long-term uh, suitability uh, of these players? Are we going to, are we, are we at a point, and I'm talking uh, very early here, we're talking the end of a 300-game players and 250-game players? Because he's first year, round two, Dominating against a team full of A grade midfielders, and he who are off their game, but still, but still, he finishes twenty six touches, two goals, seven tackles. Yeah, is an absolute and the deep dive stats too in terms of like score involvement and all that that sort of stuff stuff was really high for someone to do that. I mean, Cripps obviously was a bit like that when he entered. Yeah, are we going to see more? Obviously, we're going to see more of it because that's just the the model of modern football. But is that going to be at the detriment to these long longevity of someone like a Sean Bergon that we see and Boomer Harvey and whatnot? It'd be interesting maybe, to see. Maybe. I mean, I get like there was a few people that were saying, oh, well, this is the biggest argument for not having the lifting the draft age to 19. And it's like, how often do you see a player come in and dominate like this? To be honest, it's like it's been years. Like how many players over the last 10 years have you seen this early in their career well, dominate like well, that? Unfortunately, we've got one very close in Crips. That's but but, but that's, that's it. Two how, players how many in others probably are 10 there? years. Huh? Yeah, probably two players in 10 years. Danger, Chard, obviously look, that's ages ago now though. Like Yeah, that's But it, it felt so, like that. It did honestly feel oh, like yeah, that. Absolutely. So I mean, you look at the the arguably the, the top 5 players in comp it took Buddy a good season before he broke out and became a dominant force. Yeah, took two or three years for Danger, two or three years, or probably four years almost for Dusty. Um, your Selwoods and your Hodges and that they they, were, they took years that to get into their body. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it, it's it's Even a rare Voss occurrence. Plays like that, they didn't. He was pretty good actually as a junior. I shouldn't. 
yeah, go too and, hard on him. But, but again, we're talking top, one, anyway, in, one every 10 years. It's too early to talk about that. But regardless, there are a lot of players that simply aren't ready yet. So I'm not sure whether you should hang your hat on that while, of your argument, given that no. there's a lot of players that come in that take years. But anyway, that's that's another whole separate issue. Yeah, but he, look, he was that. fantastic. But he was incredible. Um, yeah. Noah Anderson in his... He was really, really He's good. really good as well. Yeah. So you can understand why, you can clearly understand why the Suns went pick those two, oh, mine two. Like, they are standout players. And now they've got a really, really good chance to rebuild for the eighth time. Like if they can get this right, like yeah, they've got Lukosius another golden look, ticket. Lukosius looked really good Rankin's, as well. Rankin to come in as well. As well. Yeah, That's got, the thing. Like They I, can keep the guys they got yeah, yeah. this year in the draft, the previous year from the draft, and then and top up with some senior players. Couch, um, crouch, couch. Paul Couch, that's going to be hard now. Day, all the, yeah, if they can just keep this nucleus of a team uh, together for a three or four years, that'll go some way to playing finals yeah. for the first time. Absolutely. Yeah, yep. and, and they looked like it obviously a long time ago when Albert did his shoulder, so it's been quite a long time between drinks. But this this mm. felt like they were... This felt different to their funny wins that they get at the start of years. It yeah. did feel like a proper win. Yeah, it looked like it was orchestrated. A legitimate win, not, not a lucky, funny like, win. Yeah, but yeah. Not, not teams falling over or... or Playing in a in and, a tsunami or something, and we're not going to cast the die on West Coast yet. It's too early. Let's let's see more games. Yeah. Um, Giants versus North. Giants got done, uh, eighty to sixty. North, the winners there by twenty points. Interesting game. Very interesting. Surprise. Didn't see this coming. I no, tip this surprised and not surprised because I, I remember going, I went going back to one of the early episodes in the season and talking more about North from a statistical point of view about yeah. their their breakdown of eight. And on paper, their age spread is right in the wheelhouse for a tilt at a flag. Yeah. Um, they've got enough experiences, enough As in youth. North. Yeah, yeah, North Melbourne on, on paper. They've only got three players over 30. So the majority of them are in that um, 21 to yeah, 29 yeah. age. And then Super average and average age That's, average yeah. um, games of around seventy or eighty, which is exactly where yeah. you sort of want to sit you know, for a tilt uh, at a premiership. I don't think they've got enough A grade class, but look, they've done well in the last couple of years of, of topping up. I know they didn't get their superstars, but they've got those those role players that we've talked about, Pittard, um and um, what's his face, the other Adelaide Port Adelaide player um, on the wing. Oh, um, oh man. Pollock. Pollock. Um, and this is that's that's what they need. They had all the grunts. Yeah. They got to think. I think they've got. He's enough. been good. I know there was a lot of criticism of his, yeah, of but his paycheck, carry. but it works. Though, yeah, he's got so. run and carry, and that's all they needed. Some if outside they had to space. overpay. They got to overpay. Yeah. It happens in NBA as well in terms of lower ranked clubs overpaying to get a role player. Yeah, it's I mean, not, he was yeah. a top ten draft pick when he came into the AFL. So there was yeah. there was there was a big rap on him. But no, anyway, no, yeah. they've done well. Um, and maybe a little bit of uh, sleepy sleepy from the Giants as well. Uh, a bit like West Coast. Yeah, so I they think might have just gone, oh, we've got this one, boys. It's, yeah, and that's the thing. We'll put that in that basket. I don't think there's much to discuss about the Giants. It's similar kind of notion. Like, we're going to be a bit, you know, conservative going to the season. There's been a long break. There's going to be a bunch of teams that will have started slow and they'll quickly bounce back in the next week or so. I, I would definitely put the Giants in there because they, they were good. They weren't horrible. It wasn't like, you know, Collingwood or West Coast or Richmond that looked, you know, diabolical. No. No, I think I, they were just a bit off five ten percent here, and and that's all you need to be for the rest of that competition to take advantage. They were inaccurate too, eight twelve. So they, they, and there was a bunch yeah, of a bunch of those they could have kicked of those twelve, uh, and there was a couple out in the full as well. So it was a bit bit of a weird game. Yeah, but I, North I, I, North I, it's a, look, it's the most obvious thing to say. But North are supremely underrated. Obviously, they're always going to or they're not always, but hopefully not. Seems always, to be there at seems, this stage. They are seems to be the mo for yeah commentate anyone commentating on North is that. They underrated, yeah, and always. they are because no one—they're not. There's a smaller membership, not as much exposure. Media don't go into them as much, but that's a shame. No. And they probably don't have that many like out-and-out out stars. Well, they don't. Um, they don't. No. They don't have a superstar, big marketable type of players. No. That's why they went for Martin. Yeah, um, which made sense. Anyway, but yeah, really, really good win. Um, yep. I, I think North are a bit of a, a sneaky one for this year. They yeah. won round one as well. So Yeah, so they're two and zip. Yeah. Um, they beat the Saints second or one. third on the ladder. Um, they got a decent percentage too. Yeah, decent percentage. And I, th- I guess, again, another cliche when we're talking about North. You know what you're going to get with North. Yeah. And you have for the last 10 or 15 years. Yeah, yeah, they're oh, just totally. very solid um, contribution across the park. Uh, 
they'll have their slip ups throughout the season, like every other team. But yeah, yeah look, uh, based on this very small sample size, um, I'm not going to be surprised if they play finals. And I think once they get to play finals, they'd be one of those teams you just would want to play because oh. they'd give it all. They just throw everything into it. Um, yeah, look, I, 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 it's hard. This is a weird game. It's not like a diabolical loss where there's heaps to discuss, but then at the same time, it's not quite a you know, super wasn't close, as, great game. It wasn't as good to no, watch thought, as Brisbane Frio. No, North controlled the ball a bit more. It, it probably wasn't as free-flowing. Um, there were big gaps between those scores, which I know mm. like shouldn't just be about that, but it does affect it uh, aesthetically. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll make sure next round we devote a bit more time to those two teams. But yeah, I don't know. There wasn't quite as much to talk about. Next game, this is pretty interesting. Essendon and Sydney, second last game, 73-79. Uh, uh, yeah. What do we think of this game? I, I oh, look, it just continues another chapter, another chapter of um, I don't know, just an unusually close results. Yeah, and between these two, teams, these two or, teams, yeah. yeah, these two teams have uh, built up a, a, a fierce little rivalry yeah. on and off the field. We'd have to say now, um, yeah, with well, Mister Danaher and uh, climbing the post, and climbing the Rampy, post yeah. with Rampy last year. So um, <sighs> again, have Essendon thereabouts. This year, uh, for finals, obviously played finals last year. Um, have all the talent on paper, haven't been able to put it together, yeah, uh, and and gone deep for a long, long time. And Sydney, I've got my doubts about at the start of the year. I, I said bottom four. Um, I still think that. I think um, the age. We've got a young list now, but I mean, it's blooding these um, young guys. But look, they they were they were serviceable up the SCG. They Usually beat uh, Essen. Essen got um, good return from Stringer, who is potentially not going to play. Yeah. Um, I think all their other good players played pretty well. I didn't see a lot of this. I, I must admit, I'm sort of just going uh, based off a couple of um, post-match reports. Yeah, it was hard because there was a little bit of overlap. But yeah, it, it looked good. Good game. Essen and I probably should have won by a lot more. Uh, the full score was 11-13, 11-7. Um, but yeah, they've got plenty of options. I thought they looked pretty good, pretty lively. Uh, they didn't look like that's the thing. It's so early in the season. I don't know whether we can go too further into things, you know, like tactics and stuff. It's just too early, really, at this stage to yeah. get a, enough of a an idea specifically about what teams are going to try. But I thought, look, I, I don't think Sydney are that great of a team. I've got Sydney in the bottom five, six teams, um, definitely out of the eight. Um, so for me. Yeah, I'm not too surprised by the result, but at the same time, yeah, I was. It was a it, look. It was a, a pretty good serviceable performance from Essendon. It was nothing incredible, but it was it was you know certainly a good game. Yeah, and they're two and um, now. They've got the deficiencies, well, so. but like you know, I thought Shields' run was really good. You know, look, think, Tim and Woody's very lively again. Yeah, good tackling, things, it, all that it, type of stuff. And all those little kind of Essendon-y more recent things have improved, but I still think they're missing, you know, major elements like a, you know, a, a key forward that that you know. I know String, Stringer, I thought was good, but you know, they, they, that's that's why there's the the pain with with Danaher because he is that kind of player. Well, he has been at times, and if they could get him up and about, obviously that would be huge. Um, but who knows what's going to happen there? There's yeah. still no confidence in when he's going to play. Um, and yeah, I mean, look, Sydney obviously are missing a lot of pieces. No, no, Franklin obviously again, but Franklin, I don't know whether he's going to come back ever at that kind of high peak. Um, they stacked obviously so heavily on on somebody like that, and yeah, and who's to say when he comes back that he fits into this new, know, yeah. new makeup anyway? Yeah, There's, it's not it's not Sydney of six years no. ago that got, was, was so good. used to yeah. look, playing with Buddy week in week out. We've got half a team there that have probably only played with Buddy. A handful of times, so they don't know his exactly. leading patterns. Yeah, yeah. They don't know where he likes the ball, all that type of stuff. So it's not just simply plug and play. No, but he will, but will too. kick ten goals. They don't have the density in their list, though. That that's probably the concern is that they yeah. don't really have that density to be super competitive for a whole year. No, that's exactly right. So if it had, if you had all those players um, that have got 150 games under their belt that Sydney once had for a while. And Buddy was out for a while. A superstar four was out for a while. They instinctively know what to do because yeah. they've got the experience. But when you've got guys who have played 10, 15, 20 games, yeah. they just don't know what to do yeah. as a forward leads, regardless if they play with them or not. They're just yeah. are still learning their trade yeah. at AFL level. So, um, yeah, Sydney, look, very competitive and they always are at their they home. They tried. I'm not home, but trashing them. It's not like they turned up like no. some of the clubs this, this round that oh, looked awful not. and lethargic and tired and without a plan and 
complacent yeah, it's got and stuff. I'm not saying team. that. Essendon are, I just think Essendon are a better yeah, side. Same. Um, yeah. Uh, last game, this was um, not great unless you're a St Kilda fan, really. It was okay. Uh, I liked the Sunday time, so I thought that worked. But um, St Kilda versus the Bulldogs, 88 to 49. So 14 4, the Saints, very accurate, obviously, which helps, and 7 7. Let's start with the Saints. Um, yeah, they look great. I, I think, again, they were, they were really good round one as well against North, who were a pretty good team. And they, they pummeled the dogs and they completely took advantage of all of their deficiencies, which there's a lot of. Yeah. Um, wasn't sure which way to, to go with this game when we did our tips and now I end up going with the dogs thinking that they will respond from yeah. their horrendous round one performance. And they I couldn't did. see them doing it again. No. But, yeah, um, they did. That they did, yeah. So, yeah, look, kudos to the Saints. Obviously, a lot of talk around uh, the caliber of um, high end or top end players that they they brought into the club in the off season, yeah. And along with the plethora of young high draft picks the previous years before that, they were hoping that that would be the good the the mixture that would bring them back up the ladder. And based on the weekends, even though. The doggies so far this season haven't proven to be the uh, the team that everyone thought they would be. Uh, great result, irrespective. But I'm still holding my um, breath on St Kilda for this season or whether they're going to be a, a finals-bound team. I need a bigger um, selection of games to base my opinion on. But they were slick. They look like they They've got a, a pl- game plan that's mm. going to win, obviously, games. Obviously, can kick goals. If you can uh, kick, uh, what, three three times as many goals as points week in, week out, you're going a long way to winning yeah. games of football regardless who the um, the competition is. So, yeah, yeah look, they'll, I can't bag them, but I'm not going to jump up and down and say that it's the next coming. Just no, yet. but they, they were very, very impressive. I think, you know, offensively they look really good. Their connection inside 50 was really impressive. Defense was solid. solid yep. Yeah, it, they look like a good side. They look well coached. I think Brett Ratton, he never should have lost his job. It was ridiculous. And it's great to see him back in a head coaching role because I think he's going to be really good for them. And ironically, why they went after Luke Beveridge with a huge, massive contract to try and get him, I don't know. Because since the flag, the Bulldogs have been very poor. And I know, yeah. like we just said a second ago, we thought we were going to win. Yeah, we thought at some point it's going to come good, like far out. Like he's recycled so many of the players. He's got rid of a lot of these problem players that, you know, he had issues with, isn't beverage. Mm. And, you know, they had obviously but maybe he's the, the drink issue. driving stuff with old mate. on oh, a drink drive. What did he do? Backed into a bunch of cars and stuff. Oh, but you know yeah, what I'm... He probably yeah, was, was drunk. Drink, yeah, was, was he smashed? I can't remember uh, now. In the off-season. He was, wasn't he? Yeah, he smashed. That guy. Anyway, yeah, so yeah. Just, he, was, he was cooked. Away, he was cooked. Yeah, it says he was cooked. Yeah, cooked so, as okay. away from... I can't remember. I don't, yeah, I don't really care against, about those stories. But that's what happened, COVID wasn't it? Yeah. I remember there was that. And then drove over cars. That's true. You can't, didn't he hit four cars? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> in Europe. It's like I mean, Austin Powers Europe. trying to reverse in a, yeah. in a laneway. It was something ridiculous um, like that. Yeah. But, yeah, so uh, the short of it is that, like, why they went with an open checkbook to Beveridge, and I don't want to sit here and just trash Beveridge, but it, it, he, he clearly, you know, obviously the performance in 2016, I'm not taking away from any of that, but since then it's been very poor. And so much heat comes on to Adelaide for how poor they've been since 17. I know it's one, it's an extra year, and yet I think it's going to need to start to come on the dogs. It's getting worse and worse. Yeah. Meanwhile, Was that arrogance from, from Gordon and, and the board to appoint him because they didn't want to lose their man? I, d- I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. I, I, Whereas if everyone can, if those of you can remember, Ratton got... He was at a winning record got, yeah, got sacked from Carlton. To guess get when the house. Guess when? Guess what, guess what happened in that year? They played finals. <laughs> Well, because of Essen and yeah, dropped but they down. still but yeah, I, they I still agree, play finals. Yeah, yeah. So thereabouts. When was Carlton last? Oh, Anywhere near the finals? Yeah, exactly. So um, they won more spoons than anyone, I think, over the last little bit. Yeah, but, exactly. Yeah. So, um, so I think yeah, culturally and, and just tactically, Ratten um, is a good fit for for the Saints. Yeah. And obviously, there hasn't been the usual um, out of football sort of antics that you usually expect from St Kilda um, happening this year. Yeah. So they're obviously all buying into whatever Rat, Ratten's brought down Bratton. to the Rat has brought down to the club. Um, and yeah, look, I said 
very impressive uh, over the weekend. I'm just holding my judgment um, about where they stand. Obviously, with lots of teams, I'm, I'm holding my judgment until um, a bigger sample pot after this first set of games, like five rounds in. We'll probably have a better idea. But look, if they can play like that uh, for the majority of the season, they'll go a long way to uh, pushing into finals, absolutely. And then, yeah. again, they, they look faster, got balance across the um, platform, a bit like the Suns now. They, they've plugged those holes that they had deficiencies in over the last couple of years. Yeah. Look, I, yeah, look dogs are a big concern. I, I know it's early on and we're going to say the same thing about every team but that's losing, but look... Concerning. It, it, that is that. This is a bit more of a red flag, particularly given that they lost round one in pretty much the same fashion. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's not like West Coast where it's like they won well in round one and then round two they had a bit of a... Fu- that feels like more of a funny performance. This feels more like a pattern because of their history and even this year, the, the two games already. I know uh, there's months apart. They had months to fix it and it's still... But I agree. Right now, uh, of the two teams... Of all, sorry, of all the teams I'd be concerned about most, there's two. Adelaide and the Doggies. There's yeah. a lot to be concerned about if you're a supporter. They played in the prelim not that long ago. No, um, both teams um, have had fairly recent success to certain levels. Mm. Um, and now uh, just the way they've gone about their two losses this year is, is the concern. That's, it is. Not, not ideal. No. no. Um, that's the review. That's all the games. All the best. Check out hopstohome.com.au. Check out Beyond the Game TV. Check out our review episode audio that'll be... Sorry, we just did the review, the preview. Sorry. It'll be popping up later yep. on All the Best. Yeah, and if you were away for the long weekend, you missed it, um, look back and check out the interview that we did with Sam Wiedemann from the Demons. And keep at a bit of a look around for another one coming soon. Coming soon. All it's right. It's not with Ben Cousins. We couldn't get him. No, he's in I don't know how, I don't know how He's to in self-lockdown. Yeah, that'll be hard. <laughs> be very hard. Bye. So, anyways, cheers, guys. See ya.